as well. G'day to you, Nick. Morning, G. Yeah, it was uh, it was good fun uh, last Saturday morning. Chris Waller gave us a, a few bits of information, which was good. Uh, Mickey's best bet got up, so uh, we roll into tomorrow. Tomorrow's special guest is Gay Waterhouse, uh, and she'll be discussing whether or not. Hawaii 5-0 can get a slot in the Everest by winning yes. the shorts tomorrow at Randwick. What a scene that would be if uh, Gay and Singo were arm-in-arm arm back in the uh, Randwick mounting yard and uh, on Everest Day. And, of course, Alligator Blood has only tasted defeat once at Flemington in four runs, and that was in the Maccabi Diva Stakes 12 months ago when he went down narrowly to I'm Thunderstruck. And, of course, tomorrow, again, he's the second favourite. And uh, the firm favourite at this point in time is Mr. Brightside, who's won his last four starts. Timmy Clark, I think he rides that horse 11 out of 10, Alligator Blood, but I don't know if he pushed the button just maybe a furlong or 100 metres too early last year in last year's Maccabi Diva. And he got nothing yeah, right on the post by Om Thunderstruck. It was a big run by um, Om Thunderstruck on that day. It's been a, there's been a lot of talk about jockey rides over the past week, hasn't there? But uh, I, look, I think the thing is, is with Timmy's ride last year is if he, you know, three or four more inches and he wins the race. Correct. You know, if the race is half a metre shorter and we're talking about what a genius ride it was that he pinched it at the 600 metre mark. So I think the ride was good. Uh, he just got beaten by a better horse on the day. It was a great battle, though, up the Flemington Strait. And I sense that we might be in for a similar story tomorrow, Gaff. What did Al Pacino say? It's a game of inches. Yeah, it's a game of inches, yep. as you and I know. Now, uh, he's speaking. Yeah, yeah I'll just, I was just going to say, let's get stuck into where, where do you want to start, Randwick or Flemington? Well, let's just start with the Group 1 at Flemington. We'll touch yes. on it first, and, and, and um, there's a couple other good horses, and then we can whip up to Randwick. But, look, I think in that, uh, the key is that first sort of two or 300 metres, talking to the guys on three wide last night. You know, Alligator Blood's going to lead, as he did last year. I think if they go quick enough in front, it provides an opportunity then for Princess Grace to come across and see the outside lead. That then forces uh, Mr Brightside and Craig Williams to make a decision. Do they snag back? and go one out, one back, or do they uh, allow themselves to be dictated to third on the rail? Uh, either one of those two could potentially have issues for him. If Ollie can get away with some cheap sectionals in the middle stage of the race, then it might be a case of what they did last year, pinch two or three uh, you know, moderate sectionals, and then at the 600-metre mark, get on your bike and go. Uh, it's going to be a fascinating contest. I, I, look, at this point in time, I've got Mr. Brightside on top, with the fly in the ointment being Ossipenko, obviously, clearly, the second best chance in the race is Alligator Blood, but I'm just trying to look for a bit of value. Uh, Mr. Bideside's done nothing wrong. He's run four in a row now, two either side of a break. This is probably his pet distance, the 1,600-metre trip. I will say this. A couple of astute yard judges down in Melbourne have told me that he's been pretty forward so far this campaign. Uh, and I just wonder if, at some point, his opposition are going to catch up fitness-wise. We know Gay and Adrian uh, are very good conditioners of their horses, and I suspect with not a lot beyond the Maccabi Diva other than, say, a Cox Plate and an Underwood for Alligator Blood, does is this a race that he's really been aimed at? He loves a mile. Uh, until last year's race, he was unbeaten at Flemington. So uh, at the price, I'd have mm. to say to the listeners that I think the 420 at Alligator Blood's a better value than the the $1.85, Mr. Brightside, at this point. But the other one is Ossipenko. 
He was second in the Caulfield Guineas last year. I can't wait to see him at Flemington. He might be the horse if Brightside does sit through the fence that sits on the back of Brightside. Yes. You see the big blouse are late if they overdo it early. So fascinating contest. No real firm opinion. Brightside, obviously, the best chance, but I think probably the early value out of the two favourites is with Alligator Blood. Yeah, I just think that Alligator Blood at the $2, the place is a better bet than Mr. Brightside mm. at $1.80 to win if Ollie can dictate terms. And I think he's going to own that race there on Saturday. So Tactics, mm. the best ride, might win that race. I want to ask you about Amelia's Jewel. She's at $1.75, so she's had some backing once again. She's drawn the outside gate. And as Liam O'Keefe pointed out to me earlier on, on, on Giddy Up this morning, <clears throat> it's the worst barrier to draw over mm. the 1,400 metres at Flemington because they are turning basically for the first 700 metres. So um, you basically straighten up and sometimes the leaders can get a, a bit of a kick because you're turning for the first half of the race. So Laney needs to be at his best here, but boy, she's got a big motor and... They tell me the way that she worked on Saturday, I was having a chat to Aaron Mitchell, who works for Nick Ryan, used to work for Simon Miller, and he was riding Nick Ryan's galloper, who worked with Amelia's Jewel, who goes pretty well. He just couldn't believe that she just dropped him, and she was um, she was just jogging. So I think she's a freak, and I think she'll prove that tomorrow. Yeah, look, I mean, it's impossible to go past class. I think in these mares races, one thing I've learned over the years, Gareth, and putting form and sectionals aside is the best mares generally win the mares races, yeah. uh, particularly at sort of set weights or set weights and penalties. So uh, I tend to agree with you. Um, <clears throat> the sticky gate is an issue. Uh, they do turn for a long time. The other reason why the numbers uh, or the stats around why gates at Flemington don't look too good is because quite often in those big fields, even though you've got 15 horses, they don't actually go that quick over 1,400 because the horses that are drawn wide tend to just take their medicine and go back and don't inject any pace in the race because they know they've got to go straight into a bend. So unless you've got natural speed and plenty of it to get across the face of 12 or 13 horses, most horses drawn any wider than sort of 10 or 11 tend to just uh, put the brakes on when the barriers open. So that can also impact the stats. With her, she's got a bloke called Damien Lane in the saddle. He's won 12 of his last 37 rides, striking at 32% over the last 30 days with an ROI of around 20%. There's no jockey on a metropolitan track riding better in Australia than that bloke. And he's openly said the horse he's most excited about riding this spring is this mare. So you would think that she wins this and goes on and takes on the boys. And who knows, maybe we will see her on Cox Plate Day. I do think there is some value, though, around another runner uh, tomorrow in the Let's Elope, Gareth. And that's number six, Road to Arataki. Uh, she's a pretty handy mare, this one. She ran into... Um, uh, who she ran into first up was a Benedetta, I think, Correct. over 1,200 metres yes. at Caulfield, who's uh, a short price favourite for the Bobby Lewis a little later in the cut and or in the subsequent race. Uh, she got a long way back. She ran one of the best last 200 metres of the meeting or last 600 metres of the meeting. I think from barrier three, you'll see Zara put her into the race. And I suspect that she'll have at least three, if not four or five length advantage over Amelia's Jewel when they come into the home straight. Now, she's going to need some start on her because Amelia's Jewel's got you know, a jet pack on her when she hits the home straight. But Rotarataki's no slouch, and she's got to run under the belt. And if something doesn't quite go right for uh, Amelia's yep. Jewel out there tomorrow, this is the horse that I think can really capitalise on that. Okay. The other one that we entertain as a betting prospect, I think, is Foxy Frieda. She's a mare that's just her ratings show that she's just gotten better and better, like a fine wine with age. Yep. 
so I think those three, there's not a lot of value if you back all three mm. of them, but if you can't take the tomato sauce, I think yeah. the six and five are both worthy of a bet. I've got about a minute and a half, so we'll have to race through the uh, your best in Sydney and Melbourne, so you can take it away, brother. Okay, mate, no worries. Well, look, I think um, I'm having something each way race nine, the Bobby Lewis at Flemington on Zoo Tory. Okay. Uh, first up in this race two years ago, has only been point eight of a length as a $9 chance. And for, only on four occasions since then has he struck a dry track and he needs it. $34 we're getting there. Up in Sydney, mate, a little roughy for you in race three. I like Logan Street Line to win. We're going to have something each way on Pesto. His first up form is actually pretty good for a race like this, uh, around the $51 mark. Looking forward to seeing Altivo resume in race four, but I'm not going to back him. He's too short for mine. I reckon Knight's order might cause a bit of a ball over in the Kingston Town, okay. race five up there. That's number one. I think the track will suit. Early track walk information suggesting on speed near the rails might be an advantage at Randwick tomorrow. And because of that, I think the best bet of the day comes up in the T-Row Stakes. It's uh, number one, Tis Invincible. She won't be leading, but she'll be hugging the rail the whole way. 1,400 metres, maybe a small query. But boy, oh boy, she can't be going any better. And Ma used to Zach Lloyd. Not too many better combos going around. I'm getting $19 night's order, $51 pesto. Tis Invincible. Dean Evans was on earlier on. He's keen on her chances. In fact, he declared her basically at $3.80. Mm. Um, it's going to be a great race. The shorts as well. You've got the seven stakes. So do you have a tip there? Quickly. The seven stakes. Well, the seven stakes. I think Hu Yao Mao is the rookie yes. that I, I entertain. $19. Uh, mate, yeah, he wasn't too bad in the Johnson. Could, it, could be the big improver.